Hey everyone, welcome to episode 28 of Beers in the Lot. On this episode, we talked a little bit about some different ideas we have to make the game more exciting. Then we got into a little bit about how NHL and AHL affiliates maintain their relationships, and then finished up with a little discussion about finding your niche and your role on whatever team you play for. As always, don't forget to follow us on social media at Beers in the Lot. Join us on Discord at beersinthelot.com slash Discord. We're having a great time having discussions with everyone over there. And make sure you listen to this entire episode. Aaron has some special info at the end that I think everyone is really going to enjoy. Welcome to episode 28. I think I'm going to pour mine in a glass today. Oh, wow. Take a page out of Rigsby's book. Yeah. Rigsby, since you're the glass master, what are you drinking this this evening? Oh, oh boy. (laughs) I have Willet Bourbon Barrel Aged Gonzo Imperial Porter from our friends at Flying Dog. Very nice. Mm. Sounds delicious. So last weekend, Brando came over to watch the Toronto Montreal game with me and he brought some of this. He he only brought two, so we each had one. This is probably one of the best five brews I have ever had. It is so good. So really? I had mm. to go find more of it. <laughs> that is high praise. And it you have drank so, a lot of beer, so it, <laughs> <laughs> to put it in it the top is, five. And I'm usually like I usually poo-poo the bourbon barrel aged brews that are out there because they're just they're way too much and i don't know what goes on i feel like some brewers add stuff to them this is so smooth and just like it has so many different things going on and i'm not a bourbon guy like john walker is a bourbon guy i'm not but this stuff is like it's so good well it's funny (laughs) like you mentioned how and we'll talk about very very quickly you said like a lot of the bourbon aged barrel stuff it almost like it's too much of one thing where you don't really get one yeah. or the other. It's this dude, I'm telling yeah. you, this has, it's got, it has the Porter piece of it. It's like that coffee chocolatey kind of thing. Yeah. That's it has, I love it has the, it has sort of the, the sweet vanilla smokiness of the bourbon going on. Like it's, it's so good. Highly recommended. Actually, Aaron, you'd love it. Cause it's not a, IPA. Yeah. Support. <laughs> I liked that uh that red shedman that I had. So I mean mm-hmm. I, I probably would. Anyway. What what do you have, Aaron? Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> what do you have, Aaron? Enough about this. Yeah. Sh- I should have gone last. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Maui Brewing Company bikini blonde lager. Oh, I've cool. never had Maui Brewing Co- Company stuff. They're before, good, man. But pretty good i actually got another one that they have and i'll debut it on the pod next week but it was pretty good too so i'm go. uh i like them there you go but this was this was smooth too it's expanding your palate yeah exactly what are you drinking Dan? so uh i got a uh, nelson juice from alvarado street brewing it is a uh temper center i didn't realize that mm. Whoops. So uh, I might be slurring a little extra tonight. Night, night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I also had a pregame. So, you know, 
That'd be a fun What'd night. What'd you pregame with? Uh, I had a uh, cold snap by Sam Adams. Oh, nice. yeah. 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 Great beer. Yeah. Especially on draft. Yes. Yeah. What are you drinking, John? So I'm running it back with the same thing I had last week. The Rough Edges Brewing Milk Milkman's Baby. That's not what you had last week. Last week you had a Rogue Edges. <laughs> rough edges. Yeah, rough edges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. I say rogue last week? Yeah, you yeah, did. You did. Oh, I'm sorry. It's rough. And, and Aaron couldn't oh. fix that. I post, couldn't fix so. it. But it's oh. fine. Well, they don't have social media yet, so get on that, well, guys. Yeah. They have Instagram. Oh, they do now? All right, perfect. Rough no, edges. They had I apologize. All right, yeah. I apologize. Rough edges, oh, rough edges. man's baby. Sorry. My fault. But hey, it's a you're porter. You're putting their beer on, on the pod twice. So yeah. you're doing them it's, a favor. Yeah. It's, it's a porter. <laughs> you get a lot of the chocolate and cocoa nib notes, which I like porter stouts. It's my wheelhouse. So, yeah, man. Yep. Right yeah. Couldn't help but notice a bunch of fist pumping there while we were doing some beers while Eric was talking. Fist pumping out of John and Daniel. I assume yes. that's due to the pens and caps game. Uh, something must have happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Something that Eric probably doesn't like. <laughs> no. Yeah, Captain scored no T. Oh, oh Cap. nice. Captain. Yeah, Captain, yeah. 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 Go for him. They finally <laughs> figured it out and put him with Sid. Yeah. 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 About time. He's an exciting yeah. player. I'm, I'm, I want to see him do well. He's got we lots asked, of speed. Especially since uh, Pittsburgh was smart. They drafted him, let it, Toronto develop him for a few years, and then got him back. <laughs> yeah. They, exactly. let, they let Sheldon Keefe t- uh, develop yeah. him in, uh, at the Marlies. <laughs> and then- That's right. Up with the Leafs, and then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was an overtime goal, three-on-three. Three. I mean, I'm, I've am i seen so much of three-on-three three this year. I feel like it's almost overcoached. I remember the first couple of years of it, it looked great because, you know, teams are really going back and forth, back and forth, and now it's like you don't have zone entry or it's going to be, you know, somewhat of a 50-50 puck. Let's circle back around 15 times yeah. until we get something. Mm-hmm. It's I like it because still hockey, but it's it's very coached. Clearly, you could tell there there are certain things yeah, that you it, know. It used to be back and forth, like you said. Yeah, yeah. And in in some games, you have a few missed shots that go the wrong way. That's how you get those odd man breaks. But guy, guys are they play it too safe? Should be two on two or make it one on one. Who cares? <laughs> make it one on one. I remember, I remember, and I I do this with the kids a little bit too, where um if I'm doing like a half ice sort of like three on three kind of thing, instead of it just being straight three on three with like different rules or whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll line them up and then I'll call out numbers. And then that's what it is. Like if it's one, it's one against one for however long I decide. And then, (laughs) and then, you know, call out the next number and then next two or three guys go or whatever it is. Like, (laughs) That's Sounds what they fun. should do. They should they yeah. should draw numbers out of like a hat or like a <laughs> like the lottery machine, you know, with the balls that pop up on the top, and they <laughs> should like pick a number, and then that's the number of players, you know, on each side. Or right? what if they did every each team, each team in the offensive zone can put one player in one circle. You can only pick one circle. So, like, let's say Ovechkin. You'd want him standing the entire time in the left circle. God, and they can leave, leave him there. They, yeah. he, he can only stay in a circle, and it's not offsides if he's there. And then you can put right. anyone else in the opposite. So, like, Ovechkin has to stand in the circle the entire overtime period. Should be great because I can just see 
<laughs> I could just see him just standing there with a stick in the air the whole time, just yeah. like waiting, ready, ready, ready. Or his D guy gets it behind his own goal line and then just touchdown pass. Just blast. Yeah. <laughs> blast. <laughs> I think they should make uh, the shootouts uh, jailbreaks. Just have like two defensemen following you. And if you miss your shot, you get murdered into the boards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to go over well with the PA. <laughs> yeah, PA will like that. But I do like the jailbreak. <laughs> I love the jailbreak penalty. I, I mean, that's the thing that. Um, what I if that's US- how they did it in overtime? Like, if- yeah, USA USA hockey for their development camps, they don't call penalties, right? Huh. And all because all those kids jailbreak. are highly skilled players that are either on the national team development program radar or. A lot of those kids make the select camps, and then if they don't make that team, they're on for future years, et cetera. Uh, so we, sh- we should probably he- explain jailbreak real quick. Right. Instead of explaining yeah. the process of how get- kids get selected for national <laughs> well, junior teams, which nobody cares about, <laughs> no. we should explain the actual jail- jailbreak penalty concept, cool which is... Which is instead right, Aaron, of in a, edit it. instead of in a, <laughs> in a scrimmage situation, instead of calling two-minute, four-minute, five-minute penalties... You call a penalty, it's automatically a penalty shot, except the player that is taking the penalty shot has the rest of both teams behind them on the blue line. As soon as they touch the puck to go down for the penalty shot, everybody on that blue line can take off behind them. If they score, it's a goal. If they don't, play on. Live puck. Right. It's awesome. That's that was what I thought. That, with- I know where you're going. Because I'm going to say the same thing. <laughs> That's the way beer league should be. Yeah, yes. absolutely. No, like, absolutely. We're not practicing penalty kill, power play, special no. teams. So it's always a disaster. Well, we even so, call it a power kill. Like if you get yeah. a power yeah, play, yeah. you're more likely to get scored on. <laughs> yeah. and, and also, it just makes the games longer, right? It does. So yeah. like, we're already playing late at night. So let's just do yeah. jailbreak penalties. And be done with Definitely. it. <laughs> well, I was actually thinking for the NHL for overtime, like, yeah, do oh. three on three, but every stoppage of play is a jailbreak and it just oh. alternates between either side. So it's oh. like you flip a coin or something and you start the period with a jailbreak and then go from there. That's, if there's a stoppage in play, then the other team gets the jailbreak. That's, that's way too much for the NHL. <laughs> it would be, yeah, yeah, it'd be hard to explain. They, to there's no way. <laughs> well, no, like the league doesn't take any chances, right? So like they're that's not going to do anything like that. <laughs> but we do know if they ever did, they would try it in the AHL first. Yeah, and then they would bring it to right? the NHL. Absolutely. Yeah. Then yeah. they would bring it to the NHL first. <laughs> I've never actually seen any games with the jailbreak concept. We so did it. You guys who have seen it, we did it at the summer tournament some one time. Interesting plays that come so out of it, or I've, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it in the videos of the U.S. national team development program in their scrimmages. Um, and I've we we did it one time, like Aaron said, in OFBG summer tournament. It was not in the final game because that's very important, right? There's a <laughs> there's a fake Stanley Cup and some T-shirts on the line. So this is very important hockey. Very right? important. Uh, <laughs> or some undershirts. Right. Or some <laughs> right. Some uh, ill-fitting uh, 
<laughs> under <Sleep> shirts, shirts. <laughs> some scratchy <laughs> Under Armour type material shirts. Oh, so it's very serious hockey in that mm, final, that, in that summer final. tournament, right? So can't do it there. But in one of the uh, like consolation games, uh, we did do it, and I think were we on the same team, Aaron? No, I was watching it. I didn't get so to participate. <laughs> we they called a penalty, and a couple guys were like jailbreak jailbreak and everybody's like yeah yeah don't like let's get this game over with and get done and go drink beers <laughs> and eat food because yeah. it's sunday and that's what we want to do mm-hmm. uh and so the officials who usually ofbg brings in really good uh officials they're actually they they work in like professional and and uh and ncaa division one uh hockey so you know they were amenable to it and we did the jailbreak and it was awesome because the game stopped for like i don't know 20 it was seconds, like 20 30 seconds and yeah. there were no there there were very few whistles going on anyway so it wasn't you know oh yeah power play like who cares jailbreak get the game going again it's running clock anyway in that summer tournament yeah. let's get this game over with and get out of here like who cares yeah. You don't like what are you gonna do? Set up the one three one power right. play and try and get shots from the left wing circle? Like, get out of here. You're not practicing <laughs> that. You don't know you don't even know how, like nobody would even know, like none of us would even know how am to I like, the one or am I the three? I don't know like, where I oh, am. Like how how are we gonna how are we gonna enter the zone? Are we gonna carry it in or are we gonna dump it to <laughs> a corner that drop and somebody go get thing. it? Like if you had that conversation during a game like that, first of all, half the guys People on the would team punch you. They wouldn't even understand what you're saying, first of all. And this, and second thing is nobody could actually execute it, up to and including the four of us. So Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would try to drop the puck back when doing the zone entry and it would Oh just, my god, the slingshot. I'd turn it over. <laughs> I'd turn it over. It'd be a breakaway the other way. Get a short handed score yeah. against us. You go to turn and pass it back and the guy would already be behind you, like, oh thanks. <laughs> Bye. Shorty. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah jailbreak penalty shot for penalties that's the way to do it hey john what feed are you watching so i'm watching i'm uh nbc sports washington is that carl alsner doing oh yeah game? he was on yeah he carl was on tonight alsner. he has yeah. a geyserman and a lemieux jersey like right in the background yeah which is fine i just was like oh, with that. who is that he's guy? a good good canadian Great. boy yeah well, did he did he get bought out? I guess he got bought out, right? By Montreal? Uh I don't know how that went down. I know like he he elected not to go into the bubble. I know that, yeah. Uh but I don't know what his status was after that. I don't know. Huh. He should he should be on TV. That that's one of the most well spoken hockey players, I think, of all time. I remember when I mean, he was with the Caps. <laughs> I remember when he was with the Caps, like anytime they interviewed him he would give decent sound bites mm-hmm. and it was never like basic stuff. Like, you know, typical hockey. Oh, we got to get pucks in deep. We got to get some of the net. We got to, you know, he's always kind of like insightful to the team. Like we're doing everything wrong in this zone. And you know, he would yeah. he kind of lay it out exactly the way it was happening. I always liked that about so him. So they've that, so that broadcast, um, they've had Bruce Boudreau on, yeah, he's he's sort of a semi regular on there now. Uh, they've they're doing Alsner. 
Um, and one thing that they're doing in the pregame now, even though I don't watch it because the local broadcasts are terrible, uh, is they're having uh, former players on to kind of have like little powwows like what we do, right? But obviously they're retired pros, so they have way better stories. Um, and and like they just they just sit there and they shoot the shit. And I've seen clips of it. It's pretty entertaining and it, it's cool. Like they have former players on and they're telling stories and it's, it's, it's interesting cause it's a lot like how we talk. So, so in a roundabout way, I was kind of asking what, what feed you were watching because, uh, on the pens feed, they're going to start broadcasting the AHL games. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I don't know if, uh, Washington's doing that with Hershey. No, no, no. they should. Yeah, they no, should. They're, no, but here's, okay, here's the problem. Like, the affiliation between Washington and Hershey is good, but there's always tension because, like, the Hershey hockey community and those fans feel like Washington owes them certain considerations to keep their roster at a certain level, to keep them in contention for playoffs in the Calder Cup because they've won so many times. I'm serious. This goes on. And so that's ridiculous. I'm serious. So if Hershey does like, if they're going to do like a TV thing, it's going to be locally with that. There's like an ABC affiliate up there. Yeah. They'll do it with them, but they'll, they'll very, very rarely do anything with like NBC Washington. Wow. Huh. So do Hershey fans get upset when like a player gets called up or something like that? Like I have heard comments. I I have when I've been up there, I have heard comments to that effect. Huh. Where their fans get a little annoyed that Washington will come and raid the cupboard, you know. They they do even realize though, like, that they are the cupboard, right? Right. The cupboard those, meant the, to be raided. Well, well also those play those players are under contract, right? Yeah. So by the that's, Capitals that's, organization. Right. That's part of the deal, right? Like, but I've I've heard when I've been up there, I've heard fans say that. I've actually seen some uh media types around the Bears talk about the affiliation in a way that's negative. That huh. Hershey feels like they're kind of their own, which they are. Like they're they're their own thing. Yeah, they're I was going to say organization. In terms of, in terms of AHL teams, like they are, they've they're won, that king class. Yeah, they've won so many Calder Cups. Like I mean, they're. I hate. I don't want to make the comparison, but it's kind of like Montreal with the twenty-seven or whatever it is Stanley Cups. Like they've won ten or so Calder Cups, and and like they feel like they stand on their own. And hmm. they should be able to operate on their own. And there's a, there's always like some tension there. Interesting. And so I, bet you I that think that happens to some degree with almost every club. Maybe, maybe to some I, I don't degree. Know, man. Maybe not to the extent that you're describing here with the with the Bears, but I'm sure that there are rabid fans of some of the AHL squads that are upset when their their squad takes a hit because the big club wants uh, wants one of the players. I'm sure well, that happened. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, if there was a team local to us, and we went th- when we went to the games, right? We would probably, if we're close enough, go there on like special beer night. Go there like 
just to, oh, I got nothing to do. Go get tickets, right? Yeah, right. You start liking people on the team. Of course, if they get a call up, you're going to have well, a problem with that because you're see, like, well. <laughs> you said it, though, because I think that hockey players and serious hardcore fans of the game probably see it a tiny bit differently than just, I like this team. Like, we like the players. We we will follow a player no matter where they go. Like, I'm a fan of Phil Kessel. I don't care if he's Everyone a Everyone is a, a fan of Everyone's Phil Kessel. Everyone's a fan of Phil Kessel. I want that guy to do great. <laughs> he's an he's American fun. hero. He, he is he an American Boston, hero. I'm going to be happy for him, and I want to see yeah. him score goals. I want to see him score goals against... Well, maybe not score goals against the Penguins, but I want to see him score goals. <laughs> for me, it's... it's uh, the Hershey situation is very specific. Um, yes, right. Where they have a very long history that, I mean, they're multi-generations older than the Washington Capitals, right? Right, right. So there's way more history there. There's way more culture around it. And so there's sort of this, hey, you know, we've been around a lot longer. We're owed more. Uh, we've won more. There's, there's that attitude amongst the fan base. And I think even amongst like the organization and, and, and so you don't get things like, oh, Hey, you know, NBC Washington's going to show their AHL affiliate. And I don't want to, I don't mean to say that it's because Hershey's preventing that. I think there's just some stuff there that, uh, it's, it, it just doesn't work out. That makes sense. I suppose. It definitely sounds like uh, there's a, a not insignificant portion of the Bears fan base that cares about the Bears and not anything else. Oh yeah, they don't. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And actually, and actually, when you and I think that's you go what's up, the difference. What the big when you go up yeah. there, uh, yeah. I mean, you guys have been to Bears games, but oh, when, yeah, you, yeah. when you when you go up there, you'll see folks. They have like the Bears jerseys on, and they'll have Flyers hats on. Right. Right. <laughs> or or vice versa Sacrilege. or they'll have or they'll have a bears <laughs> hat on and they'll have a pens jersey on right because they're kind of they're like pennsylvanias that yeah. south central pa area is like right in the middle yeah that's a right yeah so it's you get this weird mix plus they're the affiliate of washington so you get this really weird mix of <laughs> hockey fans up there and I think to your point, Aaron, is like people that are going to the Hershey games and rooting for Hershey, they're rooting they're Hershey for fans. Hershey. Yeah. They're not rooting for, oh, uh, the Caps prospect that's right. on the team, right? They're rooting for mm -hmm. the Bears player. Hershey, yeah. You know. Which I guess it's, I'm not a huge fan of an AHL team. Like I, I want to see the, I'm a Penguins fan, so I want to see Wilkes-Barre Scranton do well, I suppose. But honestly, if they if they have to tank their season so that I get get to see the good players up in in Pittsburgh, I mean, right? I I don't care. I don't care if Wilkes-Barre Scranton <laughs> doesn't do well. Their right. job is to make the players better so that when they come up to the Pens, that we're winning in the big squad. But right. That, that's that's a different perspective. I mean, I I'm not a fan of Wilkes-Barre. Like John said, or like Daniel said, I'm sorry. If if there was an affiliate team that was like local and we got to be rabid fans of the local affiliate, then maybe it'd be different. But uh yeah, that's that's it's hard to wrap my mind well, around 
around that idea that oh i don't care about this player i want them to i want the team to win <laughs> what what's really funny about this conversation and i don't know how we got here but uh what, <laughs> what's really funny about this conversation is before we started recording we were talking about the frederick keys which mm-hmm. used to be a baltimore orioles high high a uh, affiliate and it's no longer the case because Major League Baseball is sort of like contracting the minor league uh, ranks. And the keys are going to be this MLB draft league thing, which is like, uh, you know, summer college league. And I think there are people in town here locally in Frederick that are still going to, they're still going to support the keys because they're the Frederick keys, right? But right. I think that's a minority. I think a lot of a lot of baseball fans were only going there because it was a major league affiliate and they were only supporting the team because it was a major league affiliate. Um so I, I think like what you're saying is, you know, hey, there there are folks that are gonna love the team because it's the Frederick team or the Hershey team or the Wilkesbury team or wherever you're living, right? Right. Uh and then there are a lot of folks that are just going to say, you know what, um, it either is or is not part of an organization that I support. So I'm either going to support or not support it. Well, know? it's almost like those Canadian junior teams. People oh, don't cheer yeah. for the prospect. People don't cheer for the prospects there. They cheer for the team. Like I'm a London Knights fan. I'm a Sarnia Sting fan with Peter Boa Peets, yeah. Calgary Hitman. Like, and, and they're very proud of the players that go through that organization. But at the end of the day, they still go, I'm a London Knights fan or yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit different. Yeah. Cause they are local. It's It's, very local there. Yeah, It's a a big part of the community. Right. It's a different culture at that point. Right. Where they're, there's, there's probably an understanding. It's like, we're only going to get this player for a certain amount of time. Like, yeah, there's not this idea that there's going to be longevity with their players, which I guess that's my hard, hard to understand thing with, with AHL squads. It's like, if your player is good, if you got a good player on an AHL squad, you got to think that it's just a matter of time before they get called up. But, but you got to remember too, like if you look consistently at the AHL standings, the same teams I wouldn't say always aren't at the top, but you have the same grouping up at the standings. You know, for what what Rigsby like five seven years ish. Usually, the same, it's the same as the National League. Right? Exactly, it's yeah. the same, and and yeah, it fluctuates. Like a few years ago, Pittsburgh was much. Uh, a lot more competitive in their division. They still make the playoffs every year, but in terms of what they have firepower wise compared to other teams, it's, it's not there. And, you know, you could say that's a function of two things. Oh yeah. A lot of the kids from Wilkes-Barre went up to Pittsburgh, which is true. But also if you look at their prospects and draft picks, they traded a lot away. Caps are a little better shape, but not far behind. Yeah, you know, the, I don't know. I don't know about that, but yeah. yeah. True. Well, but. they got <laughs> AHL All Star Chris Bork. No, they no, don't. he's not. Yeah, oh, he's, he's not there anymore. He's been but, gone for a while. Yeah, has but he that, really? Oh, oh that that guy know. though. I, yeah, Chris like, Bork. He was he's he our was buddy. Great in the A, but he's he was spectacular in NHL. Great American League player, marginal National League player. Marginal best, right? man. That's like, that's that's doing him a lot of favors. He went to pins in Pittsburgh, and he would be awful. No points for twenty. games. He played like four games. Send him back down. Oh yeah. Well, he'd go back to the A and he'd score like a point and a half per game. Well, because so the one thing about Chris Bork and the American League and our 
mutual friend and teammate and league mate who uh does some officiating at that level and different levels um would always say that uh chris bork uh he would usually like in hershey he would usually play uh the one of the points on the power play and i don't remember which side because i don't remember which hand he was uh but lefty that's that's how like you know that's how memorable you know anyway Uh, (laughs) and so but he he would like when teams would go to clear the puck out, he would knock all those pucks down. <laughs> Nothing got by him. Nothing yeah. got by him. And and so like that's the player that he was in the American League. Like it, the the game was like moving slow for him there, but then when he would get to the NHL, I think maybe things were a little bit too fast for him. I I don't know, but you got to wonder how many players are are that close to like the mm-hmm. game is fairly slow for him in the A, but you try to move him at the uh, the speed of the end, and it's just it's not going to work. Like they just yeah. can't do it. You got to yeah. wonder how many people are that close. I think I mean, there's a kinda, lot more than you think. I think there's a lot of people that are on that that margin, right? Right. Like there's they're sort of in between, and they have to find just the right situation on an NHL roster where they're playing with the right people and they're getting just the right minutes. Yeah. That makes sense for them in that situation and then they can stick mm-hmm. you know but and, and maybe that window is only so big for them like i know that a guy that comes to mind is carl Haglin. he's an nhl player like he's not he's not on the yeah. margin but he's also a guy that found his niche like he figured out that hey i'm a grindy penalty killer that can use my speed here and there and he he found his niche and started using it to his advantage but you got to think that if he couldn't figure that out, if he couldn't couldn't find a way to to utilize that, then yeah, maybe he would have been a, a career HL kind of player. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's a lot of NHL guys too. I mean, not not everybody on that fourth line, but let's go third line at least. Kind of like where you're talking, Carl Haglin. I would say a good majority of those guys, when you go through an NHL team's third line, not you know, you kind of take Vancouver's where they have Jay Beagle who's making an insane <laughs> amount of money. Um, yeah, <laughs> but but you you look at that like especially that third line that's kind of your Mendoza line if you will like all those guys are kind of like yes they could play on this team that team etc you can you can almost go through every team's third line and go yeah they're third or fourth and on some teams you know you could probably go man that guy should probably be getting top six minutes but he's slotted in here because of oh yeah look at their top six right yeah again like I I think it's it depends on the situation that you're in, the team that you're on, where they're at sort of in their arc. You know, if they're like, if you're, if you're in the Colorado organization right now, you know, if you're playing for, <laughs> if you're playing for that Eagle, that Eagles AHL team that they have or, yeah, yeah. or whatever they're called now, you're not sniffing a call up. Like no, unless an injury no. for you a while. You know? well, I remember, I remember reading, Phil Bork's book this summer. He came out with a book. He was Penn's player for many years, color guy, and he also does commercials for like you know, uh, huge some of the huge, some of the huge automotive huge, huge companies Homer in Pittsburgh. Too. <laughs> huge <laughs> Homer, big. Some would say the biggest, but he he talked about the year he was at the Skipjacks, mm, yeah. and he was saying he was a very good player, but also Bob Erie, and I forget. There were like four other guys on that team who were NHLers. 
John Casey was the goalie for that team who they would later beat on uh, the stars in the Stanley cup, which is kind of funny. But he was talking about how all those guys really wanted everyone to do well, but also at the same time they were looking every day in the newspaper or like the telegrams that would come to the team to see if there was an injury. Yeah. And Uh, and he kind of, he kind of said, it's really, it's not exactly the best way to think of like people in your organization. But he goes, if you're on that cusp, especially the penguins at that time where they were becoming a better organization. And I'm sure there's a lot of people in the AHL that I'm not saying do this, but they're definitely looking every night. Oh, I wonder who, Oh, this guy left early. Huh? That means this guy's going to slot up. That means there's another spot. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, well, they're not like, they're not actively hoping or correct you know, no, that no. like no oh, one some, is no something is, is going to happen. They're just following the news and correct. trying to see where they're at. And yeah, I want to tie it back to beer league with the uh, figuring out your your role sort of thing. <laughs> 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 that is absolutely a thing, even in beer league. Like if you if you're on a team with guys that, I mean, speaking from my own perspective, anyway. I kind of know what my role is when I, when I go out and that is, we've, we've said it before the term, you know, like hard hats and lunch pails. Like <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm just going out to grind, <laughs> see if I can maybe cause a turnover, that sort of thing. But if you, if you're trying to be something you're not, I mean, even in, in all facets of life, you're going to have a hard go of it and you really have to figure out what you're good at and do it because if you're not good at something, then that's what you should practice on, obviously. And yes, Daniel makes this. Yeah, I, I knew you'd chime in here. Why did you? <laughs> <laughs> because this always happens. Like you'll have an opportunity. You'll go down on like a breakaway or something like that. And instead of just shooting that cannon of a shot you have, you'll try to like deke the goaltender. And then I'll ask you when you get back to the bench, why you didn't just shoot? And you'll say, because I want to be able to deke the gold. I'm not good at it. And so I want to practice it. And <laughs> yeah, I don't like just going down and shooting. <laughs> Fair enough. But <laughs> if you really want to score a goal, that's why what you not do. dude. You, yeah. like, you can shoot like just shoot, shoot or shoot, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I want to be a deeker. Okay. Maybe I want to be a deeker. <laughs> Daniel just watches Patrick Kane shootout videos before games yeah. to warm himself <laughs> off his head. Aaron, you said something that so I play for a couple different teams in different leagues when we have leagues because we don't have leagues right now. We don't have leagues now, yeah. Right. So like I play in OFBG, which is all levels, right? It's more of a social club. It's the same 60 couple guys on four different teams that get redrafted every couple months, whatever. Yeah. You could argue um, your team does change every time that you go through. It like absolutely does. Right. And like, but I, it is the same 60 guys. <laughs> I like to think that I'm, I'm sort of at the high B low a level in that league. Right. Yep. Then I play on another team, the attaboy beer team. Shout out attaboy beer, Frederick, Maryland. Uh, uh, and that, that plays that, that, team plays in uh the so-called a division of the skate frederick adult hockey league which the is house league right right okay and so supposedly that's the top beer league in frederick okay 
whatever. But it's like there are really good skaters there. And I'm I'm nowhere near an A level in that league. Like I told you guys today, I'm barely hanging on at 41 years old in that league because there's a lot of kids that they're college kids, they're former junior kids that are still in their 20s and all that kind of stuff. I'm barely hanging on there. So my role there really is as, you know, hard hats and lunch pails. Like I'm going to go retrieve the puck off the wall and try and get it to somebody who can make a play. Or if I'm playing with somebody that can make a play, I'm trying to get to an area where if I'm open, they can like hit it off my stick and it might go in the net. (laughs) Right. Like that, that's what I'm doing. That's, that's what I'm doing in those games. Like I'm not making plays. I'm not getting a lot of shots. I'm not touching the puck that much. You're describing my entire right? bailing career. Right. Like, <laughs> so, so, but that, but it's, it, it's like you said, like everybody has a different role on different teams and in different leagues that they're in. And so in that league, like that's my role, you know, and, right. and I, and I know what that is. And I, I have a lot of fun playing that role on that team with those those teammates. That team is so much fun. And so that's, you know, if if you kind of understand that, I think you get into a a positive sort of mental state and you just have fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I Absolutely. Know, I know I always play better with somebody who can just distribute the puck. Right. Because right? I get into an open spot and shoot. Right. That's easy game so like anytime i have to step outside that and like i can make plays yes but is the person i'm passing to gonna finish that play is another story right i mean like (laughs) so like so like if i'm put into a position where like i need to like carry a team i can't carry a team right yeah i'm the same way dude yeah but i can make a play and i can shoot the puck like i can do those two things but if you ask me to try to do both, like I can't, I need, I need some kind of support on the need same line. I know, yeah. I know yeah. I've said this to Aaron like a hundred million times and we're sitting on the bench together on the same team. I'll go, man, I always think my shot is way better until I let it go. If it, if it's in tight, I'm, I'm smart enough with my puck placement and why I do, but anything from distance, it just, not that I don't have a bad shot. It's just, it never does necessarily what I want it to do. I'm better in front of the net, even though I'm shorter and I get kind of pushed around. But passing, like, I feel confident passing the puck anywhere on the ice. And I, I use that to my advantage. Now, shooting, that's a whole different ball game because if I'm in tight, I'm more much more trigger happy from distance. I'm, I'm more kind of stop up, look to see what happens. And I've even been told, like, just shoot it from that far away. You can shoot. And like, no, I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, it's like it's like the kid, it's like the kid with the slingshot. I'm like, no, I can't hit the glass. I'm too far away. No, <laughs> like I just, I don't know. And it is funny. Like we're, you know, we've all been playing for a few years, but even we like have confidence issues playing in a men's league. Oh yeah, doing absolutely. certain things, absolutely, doing certain man. things. But we're like, yeah. like, and you know it. I'll play D. I'll I've play watched offense. myself on Live care. Barn. I have lots of oh, confidence issues. Never, <laughs> ever, never, ever watch yourself on Live Barn. It's so bad. Never, yeah. man. Never, never. Never. That play was good. 
Oh, go back and look at it. Nope, that was I not. Was, that was slow as hell. I oh was God. flying around tonight. I was so <laughs> fast. And then you look at the video and you were dog shit slow. You were like, flying around before the puck dropped. Subscribe. You were flying around at warm up. Like, yeah. man, I had one. I had one in a pickup where I thought it was my prettiest goal I've ever scored or whatever. Went back and looked at it. It's like, oh, the goalie just fucked up. That's all it was. <laughs> Got a call here for this one. Shame because there was a lot more that I had to leave on the cutting room floor. But uh, on that note, we've got some exciting stuff coming down the pipe. We've got some merch and a few other ideas. We have to get some more content out of the lot and onto the internet. Uh, we've already got some koozies made and a hoodie and some other stuff is in the works. We'll have a lot more info on that soon. A little bit of housekeeping here. Be sure to follow us on the socials at Beers in the Lot. And join us on Discord to get notifications. Uh, of new episodes, uh, banner with us and other listeners, and get updates on what we got coming up. Beersinthelot.com slash Discord. That'll get you in there. Thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate your support. We'll be back next week. See you then.